Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Almost by definition, podcasters have to be good at sharing. I mean, that's kind of the point. Just like I'm sharing my show with Mayan Plout. She's the podcast librarian of all crazy things. And she thinks you, working podcaster, can share your podcast better. Are you smart? I think you are. And yet, I know that you still can be smarter. Because all of us have something that we can learn from you. I've got three ways that you can share your work better to improve your podcast and podcasting for all. Hello, and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Maya Plout, filling in for Evo Terra. I am the self-proclaimed biggest fan of podcasts, and as Radio Public's content strategist and podcast librarian, I'm thinking and talking all of the time about how we share our work. So I'm here today to outline three ways podcasters can commit to this. It looks a little something like this. Commit to sharing your work smartly with the world. Commit to sharing elements of your process so we can better understand your work. And commit to sharing your load of the work with others. Because I believe, I truly believe, that this feeling of doing this podcasty thing together is so much more fun, helpful, and awesome when we build sharing into what we are doing every single day. It's not just the former social media strategist in me. This is all me, all the time, always. The only way that we can get better is to know what the work is, and we get to that by sharing more with each other. Because sharing means that we are doing all of this together, and to me, that is what also makes podcasting better, too. So first, commit to sharing your show smartly with the world. I love Amanda McLaughlin's one-shot rule. If you want your audience to do something, you have to focus on that thing. That's right, one thing. A singular call to action makes it easier for your listeners to remember what they need to do, and it makes it easier for you to see if your request actually turned into the action that you wanted. I also think that the one-shot rule also applies to sharing your show smarter. And you hear me emphasizing the word smart there, it's because it is more than just a word for us today. It is a goal-oriented mindset. A smart goal is a goal that is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. These parameters help you set and reach a goal. And if you're me and you want to make things smarter, you also add in two action verbs into this mindset, evaluate and revise. That means that you're seeing every single goal-setting opportunity as an experiment, one that you're going to learn from, and then you're going to apply in order to improve your sharing in the future. So my proposal to you is take that one-shot approach when it comes to sharing your show. In my mind, that one-shot should always start with your podcast's website. 
because with a website, you can start to measure the effectiveness of all of the different kinds of sharing that you're doing. And once you learn from that experiment, you can figure out your next big question around growth to plan what your next shot is too. The individual building blocks of website help people find exactly what they need when they arrive, and it helps inform all of these other forms of sharing too. It also means that every time you share a link to your show's website, everything that's there is working to help a curious visitor turn into a listener. And together, all of these pieces present a strong first look and feel for your show. And it provides a space for you to continue to expand and grow your podcast's brand over time. Podcasting is also at a point where sharing the work of your podcast can be an integral part of your podcast's brand. So we now arrive at our second commitment. Commit to sharing elements of your process so we can better understand your work. Chances are, if you're making a podcast, you're wearing a lot of different hats, including a researcher, writer, editor, recorder, sound engineer, audio mixer, marketer. And if you're lucky, you might have a couple of people helping you out with some parts of this process, but chances are you're wearing many of these hats at the same time. So tell us about all of those goals. Include all that you do and the people who support you in your episode credits and dedicate some space on your podcast website to do it too. To borrow a line from editor Julia Barton, fight the magic. Begin to bridge the gap between what inside practitioners know and what outside listeners hear. Instead of projecting that everything is just what it is when you make a podcast, she urges us to say, show, and share that making a podcast is work. The more process we share, the more we learn from each other, the more we understand, and the more that we continue to improve and break new ground in what podcasting can be. The primary way I propose that you commit to sharing your process with others is through writing. Begin sharing your process online in whatever spaces you happen to be in. Personally, I love it when that stuff is shared publicly in an article on your website because I really, really want you to own that. And also, the more that you start to share like this, the more of a reflex it becomes to be transparent about the kind of work that it takes to both make your show and to market your show and also to make opportunities appear. And I'm pretty serious about this. The more open you are, the more you are offering to the podcast industry, not only as a podcaster, but as a podcast creator someone who is shaping this landscape around us. That openness translates to visibility for you, and by extension, visibility for your show, which leads to more and different ways to continue growing your involvement in podcasting. Which leads me to my third and final commitment, committing to sharing the load of your work with others. By looking at the work that you do more closely, you'll start to see the places that you're most excited to continue to develop on your own, and what might best be done by somebody else. It may feel really empowering to know that you can do all of it, but part of growth is also recognizing when to delegate to others so that you can focus on specific parts of the process that help you and your show the most. So my proposal here is with an eye towards building community and podcasting, mainly in-person communities. I now live in Boston, which has an incredible monthly meetup called the Sonic Soiree. It's a listening party slash potluck slash networking extravaganza, and in that two and a half hours, we're going to meet, we'll eat, we'll listen, and then we help each other improve. In that intense conversation, we find solutions, collaborators, and opportunities. It doesn't have to be huge. Just find one or two other people locally who make podcasts, who love podcasts, and dedicate an hour or two a month to listening together and thinking together. To me, listening is the best way to get more people involved in podcasting. 
More people involved in podcasting means more people who are supportive of the process overall, which is why I'm insisting that we share this load together. The more people who are working to make it better, the more people whose lives are touched by podcasting and also helping it thrive. So this, in fact, it is also me all of the time. I wanted to get into the podcast industry because I wanted to work with other people. I wanted to work behind the scenes and I wanted to make podcasts and podcasting better. And I very luckily landed at Radio Public as the world's first podcast librarian because I wanted to support all of the goings on of the podcast industry without only working on the front facing mic stuff. And I guess the joke is now on me and all of you because I found a mic regardless. Thanks, Evo. Given the skills that I have in organization of writing and education and of working with creative people to make their work known, it seems only natural that I would end up working at a place that supports people who want to make their work smarter. For people working alone or in small teams or who podcast alongside other work, strategy is the support that you need. My new mantra is be strategic to be efficient. Knowing where to best spend your limited time or money is the difference between burning out super hard and building a sustainable show. I want you and your podcast not only to exist, but to excel. And in order to do that, you have to be smart. So you're smart. And I know this because you're listening to this and you're thinking about how to make podcasting better. So here is your one-shot action item for this episode. Take your podcast's RSS feed and create your Radio Public account by visiting podcasters.radiopublic.com. It seriously takes less than a minute. And then you're intentionally going to share some of your work right then and there. You're going to add a featured episode. You're going to write a host or contributor bio. And you're going to include a listener testimonial or two. And all of those things, that will help a new listener know what your show is about. And it encourages them to press play on an episode. And then you can grab your podcast embed player code and you can put your podcast anywhere you want. An embed player will help people start to listen to, to love, and to hear more from your show as well. And I would also love to hear more from you, dear podcasters. Once you've done all of this, please tweet your radio public link complete with all of your show your work improvements. And actually, anytime that you want to start sharing any part of your work, please let me know. Surprising nobody who just listened for the last 10 minutes, I am such a process nerd, and I would love to share you sharing your work with more people, too. Till then, share lots and share smartly, dear podcasters. And Evo, he will be back in January with even more podcast pontifications. Cheers! While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location. 
and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.